Hey, just quickly before you listen to this podcast, if you are not one of our little ferals yet, then you need to be. We would love you to be part of our little feral family. And when you are part of our little feral family, you'll get some more juicy gossip. We've got extra podcasts and it's the price of a coffee a month. It's £3 or £3.50 a month. Guys, it's cheap as chips. You can find the link in our Instagram bios at Laura Summers Lifestyle at Becky Hayes UK or in the description of this podcast wherever you listen to it. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Laura and Becky show. So you know the story by now. We were on the radio. We got the sack. So what did we do? We flew off to Mallorca with no money, but we did manage to get some pale rosé and limoncello, funnily enough. And that is where the idea for this podcast was born. We are now sponsored by Twycross Zoo, Red Brick Estate Agents and the Summer Beach Club at Meta Hall. So today's Wednesday and on Wednesdays we like to get guests in. And we've had some amazing guests and today is going to be no exception. I'm very, very excited about this. I am so excited as well. So I think when we first started this podcast, we had like a little list, didn't we, of interesting people Mm. that we wanted to get on and chat to. And this person was on the original list, wasn't he? Well, I've been wanting to meet this person even before we started the podcast. Yes. In fact, because it was all, and we'll explain this in a minute, guys. It was all kind of going on when we were on the radio together. So you knew of this person. Yeah. And then it's taken us this long to get him on the pod, but he is on the pod today. Yes. Mike O'Neill, welcome to the podcast. Nice to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's been over two years. The last time you were at my apartment was when you were providing me a bottle of wine. Oh, that sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? For that uh, legal uh, information. And uh, no, it was actually two bottles of my favourite plant. Oh, did you enjoy them? I did enjoy it, yes. Oh, good. Yeah, you can always count on me to bring a bottle of wine round. We probably need to explain who Mike is and how we know Mike. So let's, let's rewind ever so slightly. So this is going back, well, yeah, over two years, as you said. So before I was living in my house where I live now, I was renting an apartment in Sheffield and I was living there with Lillian. Actually, I love this apartment. Was really, really happy there. Anyway, there was a slight situation there with, with the bins. We like to call it bin gate. <laughs> That's what it's affectionately known as now. So 
bin gate was going on and basically the bins weren't getting empty they were like communal bins in the car park they weren't getting emptied and everyone in the apartment block was getting obviously annoyed about it because we couldn't put our rubbish out it was flying all over the car park so I called the letting agents who looked after the apartment block to complain about the bins right Anyway, phoned, complained, that was that. But then later on that evening, it was about eight o'clock, I was just sort of getting ready for bed and an email pinged up from the letting agent. And I was really shocked by what it said. I mean, really shocked. It basically said that I had bullied and intimidated a member of staff from the letting agency and that I was getting evicted. And that was the email that I received just before going to bed. Now, I had no idea about any of this kind of stuff. I didn't I didn't know the rules. I didn't know the legalities or anything like that. So I literally thought they would come to my apartment the next day and they would throw me and Lily out of the apartment. So I was panicking all night. I barely got any sleep. I was kind of calling people, Googling things and panicking all night long. Anyway, long story short, um, I had a, a lovely friend um, who was a mutual friend with you, Mike. And I spoke to him about this current, uh, this time he was pootling around Europe in his camper van. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Still still doing that, I believe. Is he still doing it? <laughs> yes. Love it. So got in contact with him and he was like, there is only one man you need to help you with this situation. He was like, Mike O'Neill. <laughs> so I was like, I need to get in touch with Mike O'Neill. And here he is. Yeah. Um, I remember how just how stressed you were at that time. And anybody that's stressed, that says they are stressed, I will always provide them a book. And that book has the ability to take you from being stressed out of being stressed. And uh, basically what I did was uh, I'm a legal consultant for the letting industry and have been probably, probably for the better part of 15 years now. But uh, originally I was in the RAF and it was in the RAF where I be- was um, diagnosed with ataraxia, which is basically not worrying about anything ever. And that's because of the way that I look on life. See, see yeah, this hold up. is, yeah, yeah I got <laughs> we're going to have to stop here. We are fascinated by this, aren't we? So when you say you were diagnosed what do you mean? Do you mean you were looking around at other people going, well, I, I'm not worrying about why, why are you worrying about that? And you thought, oh, I need to go and speak to someone. Or did someone go, Mike, why aren't you worrying? Like, um, how I, did you when, notice you, you weren't worrying? When I was in the RAF, I read an article that you must have eight hours sleep to repair right. tissues, to repair all sorts of things. And if you didn't, it could make you ill. Yes. So I went to my doctors and officer. And um, I said, well, I only get four hours sleep. And um, that's all I've been getting probably for the better part of a year. And uh, he said, well, we'll have to do some tests on you. And the questions that he put to me was, how long does it take you to get sleep? I said, two seconds. What do you think about? Do you dream? I said, sometimes. Do you worry? No. And uh, I was put through loads and loads of tests. And at the end of these tests over a period of weeks, they said, oh, you have ataraxia. And I didn't pay much heed to it, other than they said you're incapable of worrying. Right. And, uh, I, remem- I remember the date in which I stopped worrying, and that was a point in school. Stop it. Whereby um, I have, in all my life, I've always... Mike, we're going to have to, if you hold your mic, I think you might, yeah, and yeah, just say, keep it right up to your mouth. Okay, how's That's that? That's better. I can how, hear you. How do you know it's not... 
I can hear you through oh, my I headphones. See. Okay. So if you keep it right to your mouth. I know it sounds a bit odd. No. For you, it feels a bit odd for you, but that's okay. brilliant. Okay. Just so people can hear you. Sure. Like nice and crisp and clear. Right. Okay. So the date at school that you so, start worrying. Yes. There was a date at school. I've all throughout my school career, I've always been bottom of the class. Um, from junior school, right there through comprehensive school. Um, it was like, do you recall um, The Simpsons where he, Mrs. Krabockle will speak to Bart and all he can hear is wah, 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 <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> That's and what I hear most so, time so, I'm, so the teacher will give you some instructions to do some work and uh, everybody else was writing and I wasn't. So the so it wasn't coming. Something was uh, amiss. Uh, I've since put it down to the fact that I lost a, a reasonable amount of school because my dad was in the RAF, and what happens is that the curriculum was missing specific details from what I required to be able to understand the basic stuff. And um, uh, then one day in the sixth form, so I'd gone through all my school life believing that it was thick. And uh, it, uh, uh, I got on well with the, the uh, my associates. They were, you know, they didn't rib me about it. Uh, but um, one day I walked into the canteen, and exasperated, I said, "I just don't understand this maths." And this friend of mine, who later became a maths tutor at the school, Aberdale Grange in Sheffield, he said, "Let's go through it with you." And he was able to get across to me within five minutes every aspect of maths that I'd been lacking. And it was like a rush because at that moment in time, I knew I wasn't thick. And I knew that I was, the, the, the teachers were broadcasting, but I wasn't receiving. So my antenna wasn't getting the information that. Uh, I should have been that I should have been getting so I uh, immediately thought well I can learn and I want to learn and so from that day on 15th of February it would have been um, 1980 I stopped worrying because then there was massive hope and what it changed for me was the belief system had changed and if you've got a, a very very good strong belief in yourself you can tap into the th areas of mind that you otherwise wouldn't be able to and so I was able to read books I was able to basically teach myself about anything I wanted so that that's how it became was um, it a conscious decision on that date? Was it like, I'm just not going to worry anymore? Or did it just happen It just naturally? happened. So it wasn't, I wasn't thinking, well, I'm not going to worry anymore. I just didn't worry because I knew that I was going to be successful. It was, at, for me, it was a, just a dead certainty of my, uh, my belief that I would make something on myself because I was prepared to, to make the effort. Yeah. And uh, so... I was basically killing time because I was due to go in the REF in eight months from school. And uh, during that time, I just read, read, got in the, uh, in the REF. And then during the REF, I was being ribbed about my weight. I was a really skinny kid. And uh, people were um, not so much bullying me, but it was, I found it in intimidating. And what I 
what I do under those circumstances is put questions to myself. And if they are good, the questions that you put to yourself determine what you're going to do about things. If, because if you ask a very good question, your, your brain will come back with a good answer. If you ask yourself a lousy question, it will come back with a lousy answer. Uh, that's my problem. Well, my, my, well, my question was, how can I gain more respect from my friends? And always the next day, the answer comes back and it was join the boxing team. And I did. And I got pummeled first day, absolutely pummeled. And uh, it was sort of the way of initiation. If you're going to join our team, then you, you know, this is what you have to go through in order to get. But I noticed the boxers were wearing immaculate tracksuits when they came in the mess. The mess is where you eat in the military. And there were a lot, everybody used to high five them and they used to have incredible physiques. And I thought, I want that. And my motivation when I got clobbered was, I am going to beat you. And it, it wasn't a case of feeling that I needed to get revenge on him. What I needed was a focus because I wanted to get good at boxing. I wanted a good physique and I had my focus. I'm going to do the same to you. But what I, what I did then was plug into another essential thing in life. Uh, and that was the uh, success, uh, the, the key to success and there's three things that you need to know. Four yeah, things. Yeah, we're going to write these down, Mike. Hang on. Everyone, Four, get your pad and pens. It, the reason why this is so good is because um, if you if you adapt it, you can achieve absolutely anything. So the first thing that I want that you need is know what you want. And I knew that I wanted to be have the good physique and I knew that I wanted to have some skill at boxing I wanted to be able to defend myself and I wanted that respect ultimately and uh, I worked really hard the other th the other thing about this uh, success uh, list is to not only know what you want but take massive action in order to get it so I trained and uh, I put another question to myself and that was how do I get fit and enjoy the process and the answer came back why don't you run on the beach? Why don't you get yourself a little Walkman to run on the beach? You recall in the uh, early 80s, they had these little tiny cassettes yeah. where you could strap them onto your belt and you mm. could go for a run. So I used to go for a run on the beach and I used to do that every day, train very hard. The other thing about the uh, key to success is that you must notice whether it's working or not. And so after a few months of boxing... Uh, I was very good at evading punches. <laughs> uh, and that, that's the first thing. And I used to box with my gloves down, uh, which isn't usually recommended, but I felt comfortable that the other boxers couldn't hit me. But my problem was I couldn't punch. The punches weren't powerful enough. So I put another question to myself, and it's these quality questions that you put yourself, you will Always get a response back, and you need to be listening out for them. Uh, they can come in all sorts of forms, um, even um, what are these worm earworms that you get? Earworms, yes. Well, for example, uh, uh, an ear, earworm like the, the other day, I got the carpenter's Mr. Postman coming through my head, and I always listen for you know, what's is there a message there? Sure enough, there was a package for me. 
and uh, Stop. I knew there was I knew that was what there was one on the way. So my mind, you know, it wasn't a psychic thing. I knew one was on the way, but my mind just sort of tapped me and said, "Just you know." And then the music stopped. So the the the, the actual um, earworm stopped, uh, but. Um, so you're looking out for these messages, aren't yes, you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Whatever you ask. So um, going back to what I was saying, I asked uh, for a harder punch Oof. and it came back in the form of by Jack Dempsey's book. So somewhere in my life, I would have heard about Jack Dempsey. My father used to talk about it. He's a boxer of the 1920s, a world champion boxer. And I got his book, and I found how to hit hard. So uh, the other thing about the uh, success formula is to be able to notice whether something is working or not, and then to be flexible and change your approach. And that's exactly what I did. I changed my approach. um, So it wasn't just about not being hit. It was about being able to hit hard. And after eight months... um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When I was ready to go for this guy, we were set up as in a, in a competition, as if by magic, and I pummeled him. Yes, yes. Uh, I was waiting. I was oh, waiting. Oh, this yeah. is like a film, isn't <laughs> it? I feel like listening to Rocky. Wet, or so when you have that, when you had that match, that yes. yeah, boxing's a match, isn't it? Boxing yeah. match. Mm-hmm. Before that match, did you know you were going to beat him? Yes. Was there no doubt in your no, mind? No, there was no doubt because I'd already been sparring with him, but I never. Oh. Okay. I never let loose because I wanted to hold back yeah. for the specific moment where I could define it as a success and uh, that I, I I was going to come away a, a winner. Did and, you knock uh, him out, Mike? I knocked him. I didn't knock him out, but right. I knocked him out of the ring. <gasps> Knocked him out. That's good enough. Okay. That must have been one one strong punch. (laughs) Well, uh, I took him. I could have. I mean, I'm uh, I'm not saying this to to impress you, but to impress upon you the fact that uh, the the power of the human mind, just knowing that you you, you can change anything about yourself if you so choose. And, um, it was. I, I, I'm sure I could have knocked him out in the first round, but I chose to let it go right to the end <laughs> and knock him out in the last round. It I was just this. part of my psyche. And there was nothing personal about it at all. Nothing personal about it. But so having this success formula uh, is something that anybody can adapt, and it's so easy. So it's just to know what you want, take massive action to get there, 
notice if it's working or not, and then just to adjust the format or whatever it is, just be flexible with whatever you require, and you will be successful. Can I ask, um, after that, did anyone teach you about your weight or anything? No, they no. didn't. And of course, I had a fantastic physique as well. Wow. And I got the high fives and the, the good, the nice You were looks. that, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yes. Love that. Do you still uh, box now? I used to box, I used to tie box when mm. I came out of the F, I, I used to tie box. Did that for about um, 10 years as well. That was fun. Um, but uh, not, not now. I've got, I'm too busy with other things now. But... That basically was my focus, and um, I, I studied psychology for a long time, and then I, uh, particularly about Anthony Robbins, and then I came across this book, Notes from a Friend, and any time anybody says that they are worried, um, I will always give them the book. I don't say, uh, oh, you want to read this book, I'm, an, I'm ataraxic. It will change your life. You'll never worry again. I just sort of passed the book over. Probably actually said that to you. You did. <laughs> so, when uh, so when I came to see you, obviously we were talking about legalities and, you know, all yes. that kind of stuff at the time. Um, but obviously I was very, very stressed, as you saw. Yes. And you literally just slid the book across the table to me and went, go away and read that. Yes. <laughs> so this is Tony Robbins, isn't it? He's, yes. he's a massive motivational speaker. Yes, isn't he? he is. He's got a really gruff voice. He's he very, has, you, yes. you know when it's And I think him. he's about six foot seven. Yeah. So he's sort of... Uh, Have you ever been to one of his? I haven't. I've heard. Oh. Of, I've heard about him. Yeah. Uh, at these, you know, uh, the, the, the they're like big conventions, don't they? Big like yeah. Talks I think, and I things. think he's been in Sheffield, and the yeah. whole arena mm. sold out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But uh, I've read most of his books, and when I came across this one, I thought, I, I can't believe this is what I've been doing since I've stopped worrying, and. If I can help other people with it to take the book, then uh, that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, if uh, if if it does the job, the problem is not many people actually read it. They uh, are stressed out of their skin, but they mm. don't take the time and trouble to yeah. read it or to take away any of the tools from it. Sometimes people are so stressed, they almost can't function and can't stop, can mm. they? To go, right, hang on a minute, let me look at this. So when we were sacked from our radio show, Mike, I think you'd not long given me the book. And we actually took it to Mallorca, do you remember? Mm. And we read parts of it whilst in between getting drunk on Rosé <laughs> Lemoncello. We did actually read some so bits it, of it. it. So it would have been the perfect book mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. absolute perfect and it's really easy times. to read it's a small yeah. book isn't it yes, very small book. easy to so, digest so you could read it in the weekend mm. uh, but some, some people will probably read it in a couple of hours mm -hmm. but yeah it's a really really easy read and uh, uh, anybody that is worried about something it, it is it sounds for me it sounds painful because it's something that I used to do 43 years ago um, and uh now I don't. When you say worry, so obviously, <clears throat> for example, some people might worry that they're going to get an illness. If they, some people might have a headache and worry that it's a brain tumour. Some people might drive a car and worry they're going to crash because they're going down a really steep road. Some people worry that they have their hair straighteners on when they leave the house. When do you do you not even worry about little things? No, I don't. No. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I was dealing with somebody the other day and they said um because i was evicting them uh that's something else that i do and uh they said 
I'm worried that the tenants are going to wreck the place. Now, you just mentioned, Laura, things that you can't control. Yeah. You, there's, since there's nothing you can do about them, why focus on it? Mm. Whatever you focus on determines how you're going to feel about something. And if you, want, if you want to progress throughout the day, you want to be on the top of the form every second of the day. So you don't want to focus on things that you can't control because there's no point yeah. in focusing. So if you've got a headache and you think that's bad, the only thing you can do about that is see a doctor. Yeah. And... Uh, and they will decide whether whether it's bad or not. But to fret about it is the worst thing you can do. So you have no, you don't suffer from anxiety, I'm presuming. Well, uh, uh, I was thinking about the other day when I was watching the Women's World Cup. And uh, uh, I, ha I don't have trepidations about anything. But I was on the edge of my seat. So I have to have yes. the... the worry that they're going to lose yes. in my mind. Otherwise, I wouldn't have that trepidation. Mm. Otherwise, I wouldn't have the... You'd have feelings, wouldn't you? You wouldn't have exactly. excitement. Or yes. Yeah, I'd be devoid of the excitement. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I, uh, it, I'm not saying that my knees aren't knocking now, yeah. being here <laughs> in, a, in a different environment, but that's not what a Torex is about. Yeah. It's about not having them bother you. I know I'm not going to lose an arm, I'm not going to lose a leg, yeah. but I'm with friends, so I'm comfortable with it. And I know that... Yeah. Uh, I will learn something from it. Yeah. Is it an element of control then? So it's learning how to control yes. the worry and yes. anxiety. Yes, it's controlling what you focus on. And I've got very, very good focus on. And if people were to learn the focus and it's it's learnable, then they will worry less or not worry at all. Well, I have to say, you were, when I obviously worked with you, you were so cool, calm and collected about everything. I remember I was losing my mind at the time. The, the, the reason why you were concerned was because you were ignorant of the, the events. Yes. Now, ignorance doesn't mean that uh, you're not intelligent in any way. What it means is that we're all ignorant, but only in different subjects. Mm -hmm. And if we're not adapt at thinking about the particular... Because what I deal with is residential law. And how on earth uh, are you going to understand residential law when you've been threatened with basically being evicted from your property? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's little wonder that you were concerned about it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so... Uh, when you called me, I mean, when I was able to alleviate you of the uh, your concerns and just say, look, you can't be evicted. If they did, it would be an illegal eviction and you'd be in for a massive payout. And that, uh, when you, you told me, you know, uh, uh, either over the phone or through emails, you were saying, look, I feel immensely relieved. It's great to know that you're there. And... Mm. Uh, also, you did your bit as well. You were communicating with them. Had you not done so, I may have pulled pulled away mm -hmm. because people have to help themselves yeah. in situations. And you did everything I asked of you. And if you didn't, I would just make myself less available. I trusted you, actually, from the get-go. And he, he's a very trusting guy, isn't he? Yeah, actually? absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I completely put my trust in you. Yes. And I knew that you knew what you were talking about. And, you, yeah, you definitely made me feel at ease. And, actually, you, you – and I said this to you, didn't I? because we were working together at the time you saved me in that situation I felt like I would have gone under otherwise but you absolutely kept me kind of going well that's not that's uh, nice to hear as I say it's uh, I'm not religious in any way but the more I th the more that I think about the um, things that have happened over a period of time in um, coincidences 
just things working out. Everything just seems to work out for me. Now, it might be part of my condition whereby I just see everything working out for me and can't see the bad in it. But really spooky things happen when you plug into your mind. Um, almost supernatural. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, I, I don't actually believe in supernatural, but nevertheless, uh, things do go my way when I think perhaps they shouldn't. Well, it sounds like you, we do this, we, it's all about manifesting, isn't it? So it's about kind of like thinking where you want to be, picturing it, working towards it. And if you do that and, and you, you're consistent, usually it works out. Perfect, yeah. And I would say, I mean, I my metaphor in life is I choose to sail through life so a metaphor is just a way of putting a, an image to something and because when the wind blows they're the, they're the problems and in order to get from a to b uh, when you're sailing you need to tack so you go off course for a while and then you come back on course and uh, eventually you hit your your uh, objective but some people will say uh, well life's a war or life's a a beach and if you go f- if you focus on the nicer things uh for your uh, everyday goals it's a lot better to put yourself in a in a better frame of mind and that's what you're after get mm. yourself in the top frame of mind every moment of every day and that's when you start things start to happen for you just quickly as well, tell us, because this is really interesting, tell us how you got into doing what you're doing now. Because there'll be people listening who are perhaps, you know, going through, I don't know, eviction issues or issues with their landlord or issues with tenants or whatever. So how did you get into doing that? Well, I used to um, volunteer for Citizens Advice and uh, I've worked in Sheffield, Leeds, Manchester, Bradford. And I used to get long queues, people saying, I want to wait for Mike. And I used to think, oh, I'm doing something right here because there's a, there's a huge queue of people waiting. And um, somebody offered me money and I couldn't take it because I was working for somebody. But when that continued, I thought, well, it might be a change of venue that I set up in the advice business and that was something that came up and I went into it and uh, I've been there for the past 15 years you love it don't you as well I do yeah blessed is the man that's found his work and I feel as I I, I found my work prior to that was an art dealer uh, for the better part of 25 years when I came out of the REF I remember I mentioned that Mm. to you Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, that went very well I made a fortune in that game for, uh, and it was absolutely wonderful. But, and I used the success formula there and I got my artists to use the success formula. And uh, so I had 14 artists or so working for me flat out. (laughs) And uh, so basically everything you ask for, you'll get. Uh, I wanted to uh, learn how to touch type. So, uh, and ask the question. Um, I wanted to learn how to fly. So I learned how to fly. I wanted a photographic memory, so I got a photographic memory. Uh, from, from that's from no, purely for numbers, by the way. So I can I can remember a, um, uh, a mobile phone number in about less than twenty seconds, something like that. Oh, but really? I could I could remember uh, I used to remember a whole a whole pack of cards. That would take a bit of practice, but I could remember a hundred numbers probably in about three minutes. 
This is insane. But these are these are things that are available to anybody. But yeah. Yeah, no, you've, got, you've got to take the time to. You've got to pay the got price. To, yeah. You've got to pay the price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you fly out of interest? I don't fly now. Oh. The reason why I took flying lessons was to get over my fear of heights, and um, so I went to America, and uh, I spent three months training there. Wow. And then when I came when I came back, I never flew. Oh. Um, and uh, I, I was just happy because I lost my fear yeah. of, of flying. Great. And uh, that was that. You've led such an interesting life, Mike. You really have. have to say as well, all of um, Mike's correspondence, when we were dealing with um, my old letting agents, like Mike means business, okay? Mike ain't messing but about. He's not messing about, but you do it in such an eloquent, professional, like lovely way. Like all of the emails you used to send, you wouldn't mess with you, but it was done in such a lovely <laughs> way. Yes. I always used to think that when I saw your emails. Yeah. Uh, when, when I'm writing an email and I need to, for lack of a better word, intimidate somebody mm. to encourage them to do something, then I'm very good at that. And uh, uh, I'm very good at writing letters and that's come with practice. Yes, you are uh, very uh, good at writing letters vocabulary you know if there's a word i don't understand i always look it up yeah and then practice it you know putting it into a sentence i don't always get it right but that's what i do it just makes you uh, better and better and more confident to go about your everyday life well mike i honestly i am so grateful that i met you got me through probably one of the hardest times i was ever going through and obviously made a very good friend out of it as well. And I think the things that you've talked about today, people are going to really, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. And I think they're going to find it really, really useful I hope so. as well. They will. What's the book again, if anyone wants the to book, read it? The, the book's called Notes from a Friend. So this is a, the book that I came across after I'd studied psychology for a long time. And I came across it and I thought, that's what I've been doing. And if you read it, and learn the tools from it, hopefully you'll either not worry at all uh, or you'll, you'll worry less. But in any event, if, if you adapt it or read it once, it will make your life better for sure. I remember someone, I always use this quote, someone once said to me, worrying is like walking around holding an umbrella waiting for it to rain. <laughs> mm, there's no point walking around with it because it's not going to rain and I was yeah, thinking I like, yeah that's a really good way of describing it I like it. that I like that analogy yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. that's so that's true that is very true yeah that's any worry true. will be like yep that's what yeah. I do <laughs> well, sure. uh, uh, we go we go through I would call it a spectrum of awareness in states uh, uh, up and down in states throughout the day and if you're aware of that and you can control whatever state you're in at any time. Once you practice it, there's a, a thing in, in this book where it's a ten, it provides at the end of the book a 10-day exercise where you think of nothing negative whatsoever. And um, pe some people will struggle with that because for 10 days you've just got to... Uh, I mean, for, it allows the briefest moments uh, of negativity, but then you've got to snap out of it. And um, I've heard a lot of comments from those that have read the book how benefiting that was to their psyche. Yeah. I bet. Well, you've bought us both a copy of the book in today, so we're going to go away and read that pronto yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. We read a bit of it on holiday, didn't we? But we'll read it properly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
I, ho- I hope you do. And uh, yeah, it's great, uh, great to see you, Becky. It's been too long. Uh, it has been too long. We all need to go out for dinner or something, don't we? I do love yeah, that. Yeah, dinner yeah. and drinks. Yes. Mike, let's do it. Nice. <laughs> let's do it. Thank you so much for coming in today. Honestly, it has been fascinating. Oh, yeah, good. So I'm, nice I'm to meet very you. happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Just quickly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, you are going to get all the juicy extra bits that we don't talk about on the normal podcast. And trust us, they're good. They are good. And no adverts. So click the link in the bio of this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Or you'll find it on our Insta at The Laura and Becky Show.